What is up, my friends, and welcome back to the Awaken Space podcast. Uh, in the last episode, I was actually talking about stuff regarding like the education system and what the education system does not teach us about money, which is completely fucking vital for life. <laughs> and uh, I'm actually about to jump back into the whole financial universe again, because it's important to, and of course, with cryptocurrency and uh, specifically doge on the rise d-o-g-e doge the doge coin the under doge <laughs> the champion the under the the uh the underdog champion that uh that i'm rooting for um which uh i actually got into back in january back when it was at uh 0.008 cents and um yeah i'm glad that i did because uh, I own a lot of it now, and um, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's fun. But um, I'm about to get into like all of this stuff as this episode goes on, so just wanted to like set down the foundation. This episode is going to be about money. Um, and of course, money uh, relates to personal growth because, uh, hello. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, uh, I think that people get really thrown off by money, you know, like whenever it comes to talking about money and stuff. People kind of like that. that we, <laughs> I don't even know where to start with this, honestly. <laughs> People have been conditioned such a specific way when it comes to money guilt, shame, um, you know, shut your fucking mouth and don't talk about it, that kind of stuff. And it really, it really fucks people up in the long run. It's not healthy, it's not good. Um, and it needs to be broken down and kind of like revisited in much more of a productive way because a lot of people uh, struggle. A lot of people have financial issues. They struggle financially. And one of the biggest reasons they do so is because of the belief systems that they hold regarding money. They're not attracting financial abundance to them. They're actually repelling it away from them. And that's the difference here. Um, and it's interesting, too, because it wasn't until more so recently that I started to, like, open myself up and be more of, like, a receiver. You know, like, I <laughs> unconsciously, I grew up to kind of be like, you know, whenever someone tried to give me money or, like, pay me money for something, I'd be like, no, 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 it's okay. And, like, now I'm, I'm now I'm looking at it and I'm like, wow, like, why why did I ever do that to begin with? Like, that's the repelling energy. That's the, you know, the, the putting the putting up the wall, the, the blockage of, you know, I am not deserving of this. And we all are. We just have to tear down those walls, those barriers, those um, <laughs> the BS, the belief systems, also known as the bullshit. Um, yeah, so it's it's cool. We're going to get into some fun stuff in this episode. And I personally love talking about this stuff because um, I got super uh, passionate about financial literacy last year, read a bunch of books, um, you know, learned investing and everything, and uh, I'm now in a really good place financially, which I'm super happy about. And, you know, I think that, like, you know, in the last episode I talked about financial resilience and how, like, you know, when it comes to, which is great because I can, like, kind of, like, transition into this episode after I say this, but... um. A lot of people are very used to taking the conventional, traditional route of, you know, going to college, um, you know, getting a degree, 
and, you know, doing a nine to five for the rest of their life. And what's interesting is that, like, you can either take that route or you could take another route, which I'm going to get into. I don't want to get into it yet because I just want to take my time with this. Um, but a lot of people are very used to that route and kind of like getting out of that is very important. Very, very, very important. So in this episode, I'm basically going to talk about the, uh, the two different, um, income mindsets, you know, of course, financial income mindset, uh, mindsets and how they affect you in the long term. Um, so yeah. And what I'm going to touch base on first here, uh, it has to do with the two different financial income mindsets, but it also, it's an aspect of it. Like it's not the entire picture, but first I want to start off by saying that, um, you know, m- most people like, you know, when it comes to like financial stuff, if you're maybe you're dealing with like, you know, an, uh, an accountant, an advisor, like whatever it is, um, I feel like one of the biggest questions that would be asked is what is the biggest mistake that most people make financially? And what I believe personally is the biggest mistake that most people make financially is that they're buying liabilities that they think our assets. I'm going to clear this out of the water as crystal clear as freaking possible um, because it's important to understand what this really means. So when it comes to buying anything in life, anything at all, it's important to know the difference between an asset and a liability. And if more people brought to the table the difference between an asset and a liability when it came to buying anything at all, literally anything at all, they would completely change the way that they approach those situations. So I'm going to make it very clear. It's actually very, very fucking simple. The difference between an asset and a liability is this. An asset puts money into your pocket, right? And when we, you know, when we think about assets, we're looking at, um, you know, stocks, uh, crypto, uh, real estate, you know, all that kind of stuff. These are income-generating assets. You invest in them, and they grow your money, bringing you money back. And if you're invested in real estate, you're making money while you sleep, of course, every month. So <laughs> it's, it's freaking wonderful. And um, liabilities, cars, houses, debt, <laughs> both credit card and student loans. Um, it's also important to understand the difference between good debt and bad debt. Good debt is um, taking out a loan to buy real estate that you're going to, you know, use as an asset in the long term, you know, like apartment complexes and stuff, houses that you're going to rent out. Um, That's good debt because you can use it to make more money for you. You can use the money itself to make you more money. This is what I'm talking about here. And then the bad debt is, of course, credit card debt because it just piles up and it takes money out of your pocket. And then, you know, there's also uh, student loans. Uh, student student debt that's also bad debt um, because it uh, it compounds over time because of interest and you have to pay it back. I have a friend. Well, I haven't talked to him in a long time, but um, somebody that I met in a town that I used to live in. Um, he's going to sc- he's going to med school basically, and it's either med or pharma, one of those two. Um, I mean. <laughs> 
I, I anyway, um, basically they might be the same fucking thing. I am not familiar with those fields, and so forgive me if I'm completely fucking that up. They might be the same thing. They might they might be two different things. I don't know. Anyway, um, last time I talked to him, he was three hundred thousand dollars in student debt. Like, yeah, I don't know how you sleep at night at that point. That's bad debt. Because, uh, you know, interest over time, it's going to be much more than that. So, like, wow. Um, you could buy, you could buy two, depending on where the house is, you could buy at least two houses with that money. And then, of course, rent them out because that's what we do here, right? Because we're becoming financially literate and we know that that's how it works. <laughs> but, um, yeah. That's the difference between an asset and a liability. An asset puts money back into your pocket while a liability takes money out of your pocket. And I want to make this very clear because it's important to understand that your home is actually not an asset. Now listen, real quick. Yes, you might be seeing it as an investment, something that you're buying right now. Of course, the bank probably owns it until you pay it off. But then you still have other things, you know, like property taxes and stuff to pay for, this and that. But also beyond that, you know, you might be you might be saying, well, Chris, of course, it's an asset because I plan on, you know, um, like selling it afterwards. Like, cool. Maybe you'll sell it and make some money. Awesome. But honestly, more often than not, it's not really the case how that works out. And you don't usually make as much as you think you're going to. Um, so that's the issue. You know, like you'd be better off just like buying it, renting yourself and then renting that out so that it basically sustains itself. Um, but yeah, your home is not an asset. It might be an investment, but it's not an asset. It's not putting money back into your pocket unless of course the house that you own, you're renting out to somebody else and it's paying for itself. Yeah, that's pretty fucking dope. And I would highly recommend that. But for most people, they buy a house because they're like, I'm growing a family, you know, like this and that. You know, I, I respect everyone's decisions. I don't agree with them all. I think that a lot of the decisions that people make aren't smart because they're not thinking um, in terms of what's sustainable in the long term. Like the reason why I think that a greater portion of decisions that people make are not the right decisions is because they're usually they're usually coming from a place of pressure and approval and validation. We live in, in case you didn't know, we live in a society where literally everyone gives a shit about what each other think. It's fucking stupid. But, um, you know, like people are buying houses just to, you know, show off and prove something to like, it's like, it's like, are you living for other people or are you living for yourself? Anyway, I could go on for a long time about that, but I'm not going to. Um, yeah. So, you know, my biggest advice, like, even if you have a family, like, even if you have, you know, if you're married, you have kids and stuff, rent, <laughs> You don't need to buy it. The only reason that I would suggest buying a house is so that you can rent it out. That's all. That's all. Just buy the house and rent it out. and Or, you know, buy, a, buy an apartment complex and rent it out. There you go. Just like that. You don't need a house. You don't, you don't need all these this extra space that you think you do. You don't. You simply don't. Um, I mean, like, you know, like with respect, like, it also depends on your financial situation. Like, if you're well off financially, like, if you didn't grow up spending a bunch of money on dumb shit you didn't need, and instead you've invested that and compounded it over time, and thus made it work for you, so therefore you'd have a much bigger return, you'd be in a much better position, and you'd be able to afford shit. But a lot of people, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of people are actually trading their time uh, for, you know, for money, which is 
it's the conventional route, of course, but it's also not sustainable in the long term because, I mean, of course, I'm, I'm going to get into this because I wanted to do this, what I'm about to say, by itself. So I'm definitely going to get into that first. Um, but yeah, like, I see people all the time buying houses when they don't need to. And it's like, it's for the long term. It's like, you're, no. <laughs> like, just take that money and invest it. In- invest it in income generating assets. Invest it in real estate. Take out a, a fucking, you know, real estate loan if you need to and buy an apartment complex. Buy, um, you know, t- a twin, a, a, a two-family house and rent that out. Like, like, people make absolutely terrible financial decisions because they're under pressure of feeling like they need to prove something. And it's, it's horseshit. It's absolute garbage. Um, but, yeah, so that leads me into my next part that I know is absolutely crucial to touch base on here. Um, yeah, so I, I, got, I got through the aspect of the difference between, you know, an asset and a liability. And too many people are buying, you know, I think that the biggest liability that people buy that they confuse as an asset is their house. So I just wanted to get that out of the water because that's just wildly important. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's, it's interesting because I, I'm very much a fan of like renting for as long as you can. You're not, you're not losing anything. Like, you know, there's this argument of like, you know, uh, don't rent, buy. It's like, no, no. No, for starters. Yeah, I, I used to, I used, like, I actually had friends tell me this in the past. Like, like don't rent, buy. Like, you're wasting your money. Like, it's like, no, you're actually not. What you're doing is you're renting. You're taking the extra money that you make. You're saving it and investing it, building that, compounding that over time. You know, putting that into income-generating assets, whether it's, you know, real estate, whether it's crypto, um you know, or, you know, whatever, whatever it is. And uh, I'm a huge fan of crypto, in case you uh, haven't been able to tell by now. <laughs> um, and I just, like, it's just, it like, just just rent. Like, like rent for years and years and years until you build that up and you can afford to, you know, be, like, maybe, like, like, depending on what it is that you do for a living, maybe you can then, you know, buy a house or whatever it is. And you still, you still don't need to like, it's literally not completely necessary to buy a house. It's just not at all, you know? And, um, I'm a huge fan of kind of like floating around, like, you know, say if you want to travel, like, go ahead, like, just, just travel, you know, just, just go somewhere else. And that's the cool thing too. Like when it comes to money and stuff, you don't have to stay where you grew up. You don't. And, it's likely that you grew up in a place that's extremely expensive and you could move to like, for instance, I know that this is just an example and I kind of am saying it because I'm spiritual, but at the same time, it's a great destination, not only for spiritual people, but also because, um, it's so cheap, but Bali, Indonesia is a cheap as fuck place to live and you can work remotely if you can find that kind of work, which it's not hard because it's, because hello, (laughs) web 2.0, like it's, it's everywhere now. Um, so yeah, like you can move around, you can go different places, you can see the world and stuff like that's what's happening now and it's possible. And I just, I highly recommend it. Um, all right. So now moving forward, now that I got past those things, I just want to dive into like the actual foundation of 
the um the two financial income mindsets that uh like literally you you're you're de- you're deploying one of these two and it's usually the conventional route but um so basically um you're either trading your time for money which is the conventional route of a 9 to 5 in the rat race or you're making your money work for you and it's really important here to focus on buying your time back. You know, buy only what you need and invest the rest into income generating assets, like I was saying before. Um, I think a lot of people highly and wildly underestimate this. But it's as, you know, I think that it also goes back to a matter of like belief systems and stuff. You know, um, we're so conditioned into this conventional route of the education system where it's like, you know, you go to school, you go to college. And, you know, you, um, you get a degree and then you enter into a career, you know, like, um, the, the, the fact of the matter is you're either going to end up working for your money, right? I mean, don't like the, the thing is here, like, and it's not, it's not always going to be this way either. Um, starting off, yes, get a job, work, you know, uh, work, work for your money, but you know, save up as much as you possibly can and invest it while you're staying. Pay, pay yourself first. As Robert Kiyosaki says, pay yourself first. And what, what that means is basically buying income generating assets, income, uh, buying, uh, these assets that put money back into your pocket so that it compounds over time and builds over time. And, um, yeah, most, most people just continue the route of working a nine to five in a job. Just in case you didn't know, the word job, J-O-B, stands for just over broke. So, yeah, if you just continue going down that path and work and, you know, living the same lifestyle, working the same way, you're not going to get what you want, like in terms of like, you know, financial, um, like freedom and stuff. I mean, that that would be more so financial security. Uh, working a nine to five and everything like you're secure, but you're still working paycheck to paycheck and you're buying things that you can't afford putting it on cards because that's what you're used to because that's what you were told is the right thing to do, which it's not because I mean, I don't want to say like whether it is or the it, 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 I don't want to say whether it is or it isn't the right thing to do. All I want to say or all I want to do is look at what it does to a person. It stresses you the fuck out unnecessarily. You don't need to be making these decisions, especially from such a short, a short-sighted point of view. Um, so, like, and that's that's another thing that I absolutely love taking away from reading um, "Rich Dad Poor Dad" by Robert Kiyosaki, and also um, "Rich Dad's Cash Flow Quadrant." I recommend both of them highly. They're fucking amazing. Um, but he argues, and I agree with it. Um, he argues that a job is a short-term solution to a long-term problem. And I've said this, I think I said this in actually the past, the, the most recent past, I should just say previous, um, the, the last episode that I did. Um, you know, we get so conditioned by this idea of jumping into, you know, a, a lifestyle of working a nine-to-five, you know, working for our money and everything, and you know, kind of just, like, getting caught up in that and taking that route, you know, like, but the fact of the matter remains this. 
Never in your entire life, ever, 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 will you be able to outwork your money. Your money will always be able to outwork you. And this is why you should just learn to make it work for you sooner than later. Because the sooner you can, this is what I'm talking about here, the sooner you can learn to make your money work for you, the faster you'll be able to buy back your time. And I think that a lot of people are very confused by this idea of buying back your time. You might say, what does that mean? It means not having to work a nine to five for your whole life. Buying back your time is what that means. It means that instead of working for your money, working a nine to five, you make your money work for you. You buy back your time. You're either working for your money or you're making your money work for you. It's as simple as that. Um, but most people are working for their money. And it's funny too because <laughs> I I remember kind of like growing up believing that like hard work is the shit. Like it's the route to take. Like, you know, like like working your fucking ass off, like, you know, like hours and hours and hours. Like it's actually not about that. It's really not about that. Um I believe in smart work. I believe in knowing what you want, um, working, making money and then taking that money and investing it so it compounds over time and then further investing that so that it continues to compound and build over time and then basically going from there. Like that's really what this is about. You know, and it's it's funny as shit too because like um you know, I look at the financial decisions that people around me have been making or the ones that they haven't been making that could really fucking help them out in the long term. And I look at myself and like the financial decisions that I'm making and I fucking love it because I know that like I I live for the moment, but at the same time, I don't. Like, you won't see me, like, right off the bat, buy something that won't put money back in my pocket. That's, I mean, like, there have been, like, little things here and there, but, like, you know, major purchases and stuff, like, it's just not going to happen. Um, I think that a lot of people would be happier if they learn to make their money work for them and buy back their time because then they'd have more time to themselves. They'd have more time with their family, their loved ones, their friends, and they'd actually be able to do the things that they want to. It scares the fucking shit out of me how many people out there are working jobs that they fucking hate, that they don't want to go to and they can't wait to get out of. Like, yeah, you shouldn't be living that way. And if that's your living scenario, you need to change something about your lifestyle. You need to micro-manage your fucking hours of the day and figure out what it is that you don't need, what it is that you need to do differently, and go from there. Like, that's literally what this is all about. And, you know, like, if if you need to give up Netflix for, you know, a few months, give up fucking Netflix for a few months. You know, if you're watching a show just to pass the time. Listen, that's that's the other thing too. Like when I hear people talking about, you know, I'm I'm just I'm just killing time. Like motherfucker. <laughs> like you don't want to do that. That's the last thing you want to do because listen, you've got a finite amount of time on this planet, right? And at some t- at some point you're just not going to have any more time. And you're going to look back and you're going to be like, "Fuck, I wish that I took that more seriously. I wish that I decided this instead of that. I wish that, you know, like all this and that." And it really comes full circle. And when you give it the time of day that it deserves and you look at it seriously and you're like, fuck, do I really want to, you know, trade my time for money? Do I really want to work a nine to five for the rest of my life? Like, what do I need to do seriously to, you know, you know, uh, see this as something temporary 
and you know save my money and invest it and stuff and you know buy my time back because that's important to me because you know you're not going to be happy if you are doing something that you don't want to do and most people are doing things that they don't want to do it's wild but it's true you know and it's interesting too because i want to say this because i think it's so fucking important um yeah emphasis on the fucking um <laughs> um what I want to say is that what most people want is financial freedom, but they're settling for financial security. Financial freedom is when you learn to make your money work for you, and then you're able to you know, become an owner of different assets, which bring money back into your pocket so that you can step away and do whatever it is you want to. Financial security is when you've got one stream of income, usually you're 9 to 5, and if you lose that, you're fucked. And, um, yeah, I mean, like, most people live that route. Most people live the one stream of income, nine to five, stressed as fuck, um, you know, drowning in debt because they're buying dumb shit that they don't need because they're unhappy. Um, and what all they really need to do is take a step back and look at their lifestyle and realize the things that can change and actually not bullshit themselves, change those things and, you know, just live live humbly for a second just be like yep i need to uh stop taking vacations it's eating my money up i need to stop watching netflix i need to take a serious step back and even you know look at what i'm doing with my life and figure out if it's actually what i want to be doing with you know with my life for the rest of my life because like i was saying before a lot of people place themselves in positions of you know positions that they don't want to be in simply because they make terrible decisions financially which place them in those positions um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Difference between a liability and an asset, just to, um, you know, reflect, uh, liability, uh, sorry, a, um, an asset puts money into your pocket while a liability takes money out of your pocket. Uh, you want to make your financial situation much better. Approach every single financial, financial decision that you make with the question, is this a, um, an asset is this going to put money back into my pocket or is this a liability is this going to take money out of my pocket i don't give a fuck how much you want it i don't give a fuck how pressured you are to get it um you know i i don't give a fuck how flashy it is like if it's your, if it's your dream house like this and that like the long term will always be more important than the short term that's what i'm trying to say here and that's what is so important to understand um so yeah so that's that uh, asset and liability um you are either trading your time for money or you're learning to make your money work for you and you're buying back your time. Um, yeah, I hope this helped. By the way, it's not too late to get into crypto. Um, it's not too late to get into Doge. Uh, Doge actually hit 60 cents today. Today is the 4th of... May the 4th be with you. There we go. <laughs> I almost forgot. Um... Yeah, Doge hit uh, 60 cents today, and, like, I, I actually, I bought it when it was at .008 cents. I put, like, $170 into it, actually on, like, two different apps, um, but, yeah, I've, I've got a lot in there now. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Um, Ethereum, Bitcoin, Litecoin. Um, yeah, just, you know, get educated, get into it, 
uh, crypto is the future. Blockchain technology is fucking fascinating. Learn about it, understand it, see how you can work with it. And uh, yeah, thanks for showing up to this episode. I appreciate you listening. Uh, it's great to see all your smiling faces. Just kidding, I cannot see you, but I hope that you're smiling because you're awesome. And um, yeah, I will see you all soon or hear you all soon. Or maybe I won't. But anyway, have a great day. Hope you're doing well. And uh, yeah, much love, light, and peace. Over and out. Namaste.